Morning. The Loud Spot podcast uses adult humor and adult language in its broadcast. It may be unsuitable for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we are idiots. Please don't take anything. We say offensive or the heart. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Lost Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian. Hanging out with our guest today, Mr. Tony West from a band called the Blacklist Union. We are also joined by Diego, and Kyler is with us, and Sam is in the background, pressing the buttons as usual. Man, Tony West, he is here. You're promoting a new song that just came out called Letters from the Psych Ward. All right, Letters... From the psych ward, but also previously in March of this year, you had another release, and that was called The Queen of Everything. So two releases in 2023, and you have a, is it a full-length album coming out in September? Yes. So tell us about the album, how many songs you're going to have on that album. Uh, there's 10 originals on there and three cover songs. Um we covered Mia, which is an Aerosmith song uh, from Night in the Ruts. Uh, I named my daughter Mia after that song, Mia Tyler, um, as well. My daughter's 10. And, you know, it's, it came out really killer. I remember I played it for my daughter, and she got locked up. Like, I saw, like, she didn't know what to do with all that emotion. And I was like, Mia, do you like the song? And she was like, no. And you copied someone. Like you oh, do them, called you out. Like you do those Motley Crue guys. I was like, wait a second. Uh, first of <laughs> all, it's called a cover song, and I'm not copying Motley Crue. Like, why am I having this conversation with my ten year old daughter? <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Though. We just shot a video for that, and then I also there's two bonus tracks on this record, um, which is Devo, Gates of Steel, and um, David Bowie, Golden Years. And, and I did those with um, two of my friends, D.H. Peligro from the Dead Kennedys, who passed away in mm. November. And then Xander Schloss from the Circle Jerks. Uh, we just did that for fun. And, you know, after D.H. passed away, me and Xander decided that I should put them out on, as bonus tracks on the record. So when you do bonus tracks, because, you know, back in the day, when people did bonus tracks. A lot of times, weren't they like on cassettes or records? I think did they, did they start with cassettes or records when they, people start doing bonus tracks. Do you know Diego? I I think it's always been there because there was always like the B side, isn't that where like a B side started back in the well, day on vinyl? I think bonus tracks come from um, uh, European releases, different country releases is where that kind of came from, if I'm not mistaken. So if you put them on bonus tracks as a bonus track, it's not the same. Is not is it not the same as it used to be? Because back in the day, you'd have like on a cassette, anyways, you would have like a long silence after the last song played. That was numbered. Then all of a sudden, some other songs would come on that no weren't even listed on the cassette. Um, yeah, like that's a names, right? That's a hidden, hidden the track. Hidden. Oh, yeah. that's a hidden track, not a bonus track. Oh, fucking stupid. There's a Guns and Roses. There's a Guns and Roses song. I think it's on. Oh yeah, it's uh, on the Spaghetti Incident. They covered Fear. I don't care about you. And if you keep. It, when it keeps playing, then that, that weird Charles Manson song that Axel covered comes on. Oh, okay, yeah. so the one makes a bonus track a bonus because I, I, I see I always put them in the same category as bonus 
and hidden. What makes it bonus then if it's not hidden? What's so special? Why would it be more special if it's already just on the album? I uh, guess is the question. Well, and, that, and that's not just towards you. That's just generally speaking. Like just, well, I don't it, know. It, it, it was recorded at a different time with different people than the personnel oh. union. And it's going on there because DH passed away. He was in the dead Kennedys. Gotcha. Unexpected. His Unexpected. last his last recording i think um so it's a bonus just like you know i mean if you're about to have sex with your wife and she's like hey can i give you head first like that's a bonus you know <laughs> you better okay. <laughs> it's not, it's not gonna work it. out. also also with the bonus checks though too like like you said it's it's uh the album's already been recorded and sometimes there's been releases and then turn around and a re-release with the bonus tracks so i mean it yeah, makes yeah. it it makes it makes them almost timeless. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of artists that have done that through the years. So it's yeah. Plus, it keeps it fresh too. Like you know, I would buy. Uh, Deftones did it. Deftones did it with the uh, "Back to School" is a bonus track off a of White Pony that was not original on White Pony. Yeah. I bought both of them. I think that's yeah. one of the best songs on that on that album. Honestly, I love that "Back to School" song. It's a good song. So, Tony, song. you're originally from the Bronx, is that right? Yes. <laughs> then you moved over to Los Angeles. And then Memphis, I was, give us a little background of your musical history and why did you move from New York to L.A.? I mean, you know, L.A. was the mecca of rock and roll for years. At least that's what I grew up thinking. And, um, you know, when I got here, it was a different story. But um, plus, you know, man, I was sick of slipping on the ice and fucking dealing with snow in New York and freezing my balls off. So that was another big thing for me. Um, but there was a great music scene. I don't know What's how that? you did it. I couldn't do it. It is too damn cold. <laughs> no, he, he was born there, so he moved to L.A. Yeah. Well, he's smart. Uh, I would have got the fuck out, too. I'm definitely, um, what is that, acclimated to the L.A. thing? Like, because I'm, you know, with, like, oh, it's cold, and it'll be like 50 degrees and shit. <laughs> Um, but there was a great scene here in LA for a long time. Um, you know, in the early 2000s, there was still a great music scene. Um, and that's kind of definitely dissipated uh, from LA. I mean, there's a couple pockets in the country. Detroit um, is great. Seattle, I do really well in. Dallas, Houston. I mean, there's pockets throughout the US that there's still some fun, good rock and roll. Um, but yeah, I moved here for music, basically. Oh. Right on, and then you moved to Memphis, is that right, after L.A.? So my first wife was from Memphis, and um, she was a little older than me, and um, she went to school with the guys in Saliva. So I, I met a guy, the guys in Saliva when, right before they got signed, and they've been my friends for fucking 25 years now. Um so, but Memphis, of course, is the you know birthplace of rock and roll, man. You know Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and you know all the old blues shit and all that stuff. I love that stuff. I'm really into old blues. Um, but yeah, so I have that New York, Memphis, L.A., and I have the Seattle connection too. So all the major rock and roll kind of um, places. Right on, man. And then you did a song with Saliva back. What did you do with them? And was like 2014. I, you know, I say like these years, like people that are in the bands actually know the fucking year that they did these things. But it was probably around 2014 or so that you did rec maybe recorded a song with Saliva. Uh, is that right? 
our, our third record till death do us part. Um, you know, Paul Wayne, who just passed away, and Dave from Saliva yeah. played on the record, and then um, Johnny Love from Love Hate did all the lead guitars on the record. So, oh man, nice. We're going to take a commercial break, and when we come back, we are going to play Letters from the Psych Ward and tell us a little bit about the music video, making of the music video, and we'll go from there. So we'll be right back with Tony West from Blacklist Union. Hey, folks. Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. All right, and we are back with Tony West from Blacklist Union. We are going to play his song, Letters from the Psych Ward. And I want want you to give us a little bit of history about the song and the making of the video after we play it. So here we go with... Letters from the Psych Ward. Yeah. 
sai per tutti e anche preferentemente per i cattivi perché la chiesa è misericordia misericordia Letters from the psych ward, man. Before you go into that song, I want to ask you, what drives you to continue to do music? Because, you know, it, it's just, it seems like you've probably been doing it for, hell, most of your life, and you're still trying to make a record, still trying to make an album. What drives you to keep on going and pushes you to keep on coming out with new music, new records, and new singles? I know. What, go ahead. What, Kyla? What drives them? Mia. Right? <laughs> Touché, touché. So that song, basically what drives me is what that song is about. And that's trying to stay sane in a world that's gone fucking mad. So, you know, this is how I vent my angst, my energy, my pain, my joy, whatever. Um, regardless of who our manager is, who our record company is, whatever. That... You know, that shit changes and evolves as you go. But like as an artist, as a person who has been music has been there for me since I was five years old. It's never left my fucking side. I'm not about to leave its side. You know what I mean? So and then I have the people who are I'll get the emails where or the messages or meet the people when I'm about to say, fuck this, I'm not playing music anymore. This is bullshit dealing with the music business. I get the people that tell me all of a sudden your song helped me get through the death of my friend or your song helped me deal with this or, you know, you, you helped me carry on. And, and those things come, man, when you need them the most. It's so weird, you know, how the universe works like that. But so, and then if you know who we are, um, you know, we deliver, you know, and if you don't know who we are and you love rock and roll and there's plenty of people that love rock and roll that still don't know who Blacklist Union is, like, it's kick ass rock and roll. And, and I make the fucking kind of music that I want to hear, you know, like right. when I see, when I see a band, I want to walk away saying, wow, you know, when I hear a band, I want to be wowed. So that's my goal every single time. So hey, that's hey, Tony, growing up in the Bronx, I know bad brains has got to be in your uh, repertoire. Let's uh, what, what's your, what's your favorite bad brains album. And then educate everybody how without bad brains rock is going to, Probably not sound the way it sounds today. He's like, who's bad brains? No, I'm just yeah, kidding. No, uh, I, I would say, I mean, Rock the Light and Eye Against Eye was probably the biggest uh, record for me by the bad brains. And and I remember as a kid seeing them, and not that this made a difference to me at all, because I've never judged anyone. Okay. But yeah, Eye Against Eye, Rock the Light. Um, I've 
I love the bad brains. HR came to a party at my house once and um, he was the last guy in the party. He was sleeping on the couch and, and I was like, told my friend, I'm like, yo, dude, we got to make HR leave. You know, we had to like wake him up and be like, yo, dude, you got to split, you know? And I had a couple friends that know HR for years and they're like, you're lucky he didn't live at your house for three months. I was like, <laughs> man on the couch. <laughs> dude on the couch. Yeah. But I love I the bad brains. Hell yeah, dude. I had one of those. It was my cousin, but <laughs> a couch guy. It was a dude on the couch. Every time I hear couch guy, I think of that movie Half Baked. Half Baked, yeah. bro. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> the guy, the, the, yep. And then like there was a dog on the couch too, or something like that. I wanted to like getting so high, like and stoned, it like floated away. Something like that. Yeah. Speak, speak, like speaking that. about being high and stoned, um, aren't you? Are you sober now? Completely sober. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't do drugs and alcohol. You know, um, but. I do get jacked up on fucking coffee though. Like, wait, <laughs> hey, that's the yeah, ego too. You know, sometimes people say that they're sober, but then they smoke weed. And I'm like, if you're smoking weed, is that still considered sober? Not to me, dude. I mean, people call that California sober, but I don't, I don't know. No, I that doesn't count. Sober. Yeah, that doesn't count at all. No. So what made you, what made you, let's get a little deep into that. What made you want to get sober, man? Um, watching my friends die from drugs, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, the, my guitar player, Todd Youth, who I did the last record with, who, you know, played with Danzig, Ace Freely, did a whole bunch of shit, and was a big part of the New York hardcore scene, was friends with HR and was an agnostic front and Murphy's Law and all those bands. You know, he was one of my best friends and, you know, he died 2018. But I, I've, I mean, Mike Starr from Alice in Chains was one of my best friends. Like, you know, the drug thing, it does not fucking stop. People continue to die. So I have kids and stuff. Plus, yeah. man, you know, I wanted to heal. I, I didn't want to. I mean, the reason why I did drugs and alcohol was because of trauma and pain, you know. Um, and once I worked on that stuff in a deep, deep level, the obsession of wanting to destroy myself or be high or whatever kind of dissipated. Does that change the way you write your music? Like, because, you know, a lot of times people write when they're fucked up because your mindset's in a different kind of place um, where it's easier to come up with things to write about being sober. Was it harder for you to be as creative? I mean, so if you know our band or our songs or the interviews I've done over the years, I mean, all of our songs are about healing and, and walking ah. through death or birth or whatever. Um, you know, I, I write the songs not only so I have to sing in order to sing them, you have to be on your A game, but they're also therapeutic where, you know, I, it's like therapy for me. Um, so no, I mean, in fact, you know, as you get sober and heal more and get more in tune with the universe around you, you get more creative. Can I compliment your jewelry? Can I see that ring? I keep trying to watch it. Oh. It is gorgeous. Oh, thanks. I love it. That's what I keep, and the glasses. I'm like, yeah. said gorgeous. So, so, so fill me in. Now, I want to know if this is a true story or it's folklore or is it just legend around L.A., but did Tracy Gunn call you and was like, I need you to fill in L.A. guns? Yeah. How did that go down, bro? You know, I watched Yes Man with Jim Carrey with my son. He was little, and – um. You know, uh, I get this call. Tony, can you sing tomorrow in Atlanta? Our singer quit. And I said, yes. You know, <laughs> so I flew out and, um, man, I had to learn these songs overnight. I mean, literally overnight. 
eight of them I never heard ever. And I was in Atlanta the next night singing them. And I did 13 shows with them. And Tracy's a great guy. And I, I learned quite a few lessons from him. So hell yeah, dude. That's did awesome. You, did you fuck it up on stage? Like, did, did you get all the lyrics down from memorizing it like a day before? Or did you mem- get them all memorized? Because I couldn't do it. I mean, I had a system that, you know, I had cheat sheets on the, on the stage floor and shit, you know, so because I was, I remember Tracy was like, yo dude, with the notes, I was like, look, bro. I'm like, there's kids singing these songs. Like I can't be your singer and fuck up the lyrics. I was like, you know, I don't sing about velvet boots and shit. So I need to know what these words are, you know? Yep. Yep. You're going on, are you going on tour to promote the new album that comes out? I guess would that be early fall, late summer, September? Are you going on tour? Are you going on tour yeah, to promote we're it? We're talking about going um to Europe in November. I mean, you know, we we want to tour. Um, we're actually all grown men too, so it has to be feasible. Um, right. you know, we'd like to do direct support for someone like Buck Cherry or, you know, I'm friends with the guys in Shine Down or whatever. But you know, Buck Cherry specifically in the states because that's our genre, and I've known those guys for years, so. You know, I keep dropping their name. I love those guys, Josh and Stevie D. And, you know, um, so hopefully we'll be able to team up with them. It's like you've been, you've been on tour and know a lot of people and just various styles and genres of rock music, been in the scene. Is there a favorite band you've ever played with on stage with uh, Black Light Union? Blacklist Union? Sorry, I fucked that up. <laughs> Blacklist uh, Union. Uh, a favorite band that I've played with? Um I mean, I don't, I, you know, not that I can think of off the top of my head um, that we've opened for. I mean, we've opened for Steel Panther a bunch of times. You know, that's uh, always, that'd be cool. That's well, always I think fun. Be. I love those guys too. And you know, Ralph, well, Michael Starr, he's um, he's a great guy and uh, a lot of fun. You know, that that gig opening for them is always a good time. You know, so. yeah, right on, man. All right, you got a website. You got merch. You got any promotions you want to shout out? I mean, we're not hard to find. Blacklistunion.com. Just Google us. And um, we're on all the social medias, every music platform there is. I mean, you know, this is going to be our fifth record. We have lots of videos. And, you know, just check it out. Any, and last question. Any, any plans on coming up with another album after this one? Do you I plan mean, to bro- keep on going and going and going? Well, we're not going to be stopping. I mean, the only way I'm stopping is when I'm carried out in a body bag. So that's right. So yeah. 80 years old, still rocking out right on, man. Well, Tony, I appreciate you being here. That's all the time we got for you today. I thank do want to so thank much. you. I want to thank you for coming on here. Uh, please stay right there till after the outro song plays. Uh, K- Kyler, Diego, thank you for joining. And Sam, thank you for helping us out. Press the buttons. You also want to thank the Pantheon Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and check us out on all podcasting platforms. That's all the time we got. Peace out, rock on, and much love. This is the Loud Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the Loud Spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does Nothing Short of Tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A pin post has a pin show, so to get more episodes, make an order. This is over. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.